You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, Peter Kakos here with my good friend, Rick Rushton. Rick, great to be back. Thank you, mate. They said it wouldn't last, and uh, if we're the only two listening, it hasn't lasted, but uh, (laughs) hopefully it has. Terrific. Well, today, Rick, I'm going to ask you some uh, really direct questions. Okay. Uh, First one, straight off the bat. How often in life do we really stretch ourselves? I think we stretch ourselves more often than not in times of desperation rather than inspiration. So we get forced, our hand gets forced a little bit. The market shifts, our results aren't great, we're behind on our mortgage. We then stretch and go harder again. And so I guess what we like to think is that the people we connect with on a daily basis, they're actually piloting their own course, making sure that they're stretching as hard as they can for as long as they can to give themselves the buffer so they've got choice time. But I think most people that would uh, you know, make up the greater majority of the population are living in the comfort zone. And we all know that you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where growth really happens, Rick. Well, the comfort zone is the most uncomfortable place on the planet, mate. It normally means you've got a job, which is an acronym for just over broke, right? You're probably just paying off your mortgage, paying off your credit card, paying off your car payments and things of that nature and just getting by. And if you have a good month in sales, you might be able to think about a holiday, but ultimately we're not into creating a good job. We want people to work harder on themselves than they do at their job so they end up with a great lifestyle. And that really comes back to uh, to mindset, I guess. You know that that fixed and, and growth mindset. Mindset. I know you you're quite passionate about this. Uh, I am. Getting that, I getting am. that right. So so just for the for the listeners and and um, for sake of uh, clarification. Talk to me. Talk to me about that growth versus fixed mindset. Well, it's a great bit of work that's been done by Professor Carol Dweck, who has a great TED she did talk. A TED talk, yeah, yeah, yeah did great, great TED talk, and it's um, had about eight million views now, I think. And it was her lifelong work looking into what made people have a fixed mindset, thinking that you know their life is pretty well determined by their DNA, by the fact that they're probably born a certain way, that they can't learn and grow, versus those that believe that they are in control of their abilities, that they can mm. grow, that they can upskill, that they can get better. And she found it started at a very early age in primary school and she'd find that children who were A-grade students want to make sure they protected their A-grade status by only ever sitting the test that they knew they could actually score really well in. But kids with growth mindsets would have a go at maybe seeing if they could progress through a harder test, knowing that they wouldn't get a perfect score, but they weren't looking for perfection, they were looking for progress. And I think that has massive applications for everybody listening here, no matter what their life's work is all about, that we can't let perfection get in the way of progress. And that's the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So would that tie in with with gratification? Because I think the big thing now, and there's that other great – with the, they do with the, uh, kids where they uh, give them the marshmallow. They have, have one yeah. marshmallow now. I'll come back in 15 minutes if you wait. Yeah. We'll give you two marshmallows. Gee, that's been kicking around a bit lately. But wanting it now versus I need to do – rather than thinking I need to do what I need to do now in order to get it down yep. the track. So it's process precedes the reward. Yep. And we've got to get into the process and make sure that we're seeing ourselves up for a long-term sustainable success. And that's where it comes down to easy decisions and hard decisions. If we're making – easy decisions, we tend to end up with a hard life. But if we make hard decisions now, we end up with an easier life, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's not Mm. add water and mix. There is, you know, the hard decisions you're making today, will they show up in your results tomorrow? Probably not. 
a month from now, maybe not still a quarter of a year from now, possibly half a year. I think so. A year from now, definitely, and so on and so forth. And then you look back and go, that's where I was in 2018. Yeah. Here we are in 2022, and look at my life. Yeah. And it's expecting those rough waters are going to be there at times. Well, yeah. what we know is is that when the flow comes in the market, when the flow comes into life, if we just go with the flow, the flow always speeds up, Pete, to the biggest drop. It's yeah. going to take us down over a cliff face to a degree, over a waterfall. But I rather like to pilot my own ship and yeah. go against the tide to a degree, maybe go against the current. And uh, what we know is, is that, you know, if you're in control of that, you've got a greater say in your outcome. I think that's where you, that's where growth well and truly comes from. Is how do we navigate those those rough waters, and uh, and looking at it as as an opportunity rather than an obstacle. Well, there's two parts to that. The first part is there's the growth opportunity, and then there's taking the action. And what stops us if we've got a fixed mindset is, what if I try it and I fail? How am I going to look? My colleagues yeah. are going to think. This guy used to be a superstar. Look, he tried auction. It didn't work. This guy used to be a, a superstar. He tried public speaking. He fell flat on his face. Where winners are unafraid to lose. They're prepared to go, I'll have a go at it. And if yeah. the worst thing happens, I fall flat on my face. I'm right back where I am now anyway. So well, there's many stories, isn't there, around that? Colonel Sanders, Walt Disney. Yep. Uh, those who tried, tried, and then tried again. Michael and picked Jordan. Themselves back up. Michael I mean, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we know is... Any successful person that's gone through from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, if you looked at their life story, it's probably one chapter of, the, of success, Pete, and probably seven chapters of the struggle, you know, what they had to do to face rejection, get up, fall over again, get up again. And what's the old saying? You know, failure isn't falling down, it's staying, staying down. down. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's a great quote from uh, Shawshank Redemption as well, which, uh, which says, I guess it comes down to one simple thing, really. I can't put on the accent. But it says, <laughs> we either get busy living or get busy dying. And that's the... That's a bloody great quote. I mean, ultimately, you know, death, it's not uplifting this, but death is a destination we all share. So, mm. you know, we're going to get there eventually. Why don't we actually go as fast as we can, as hard as we can, for as long as we can and see how far we can take our life in every shape and form? Yeah. I think uh, really important to break it down and, and make it as simple as possible. Yep. I've got a quote uh, above my computer in my study that says, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Yeah, love it. So when we make things too difficult, we almost sometimes we want to make them too difficult. Gives us gives us an out, doesn't it? It does. Gives us an excuse. excuse. There's the exit ramp. Yeah, uh, I think I might just take this one here. Yep. Um, but breaking it down to make it really nice and simple, and um, and really looking for those opportunities, which I guess leads us to the big question of what are the big opportunities in your business right now? Yeah, and I think you know we know that. Everybody listening to this is probably involved in a very complex business. It's, our job is to simplify that down. How do we get simplicity going? So I think the first thing we could do is, no matter what our industry is professionally, if we could identify at the drop of a hat our next five clients, Pete, if we can understand who the next five people are that are going to be a prospect that we can turn into profit, that will get our thinking along the lines of how do we get them through the process? How do we get them into our space? How do we help them through with value-added skill sets that can give them value in terms of what they're trying to achieve. I think it's important at this point to, to identify and clarify that simplicity is not about shortcuts. No. Yeah, there's no... Yeah, it's not about dumbing it down. It's about smartening it up. Yes. You know, so yes. sometimes we look for the shortcuts and, you know, uh, win we it just got to cost. do the work. Yeah. I mean, you know, without getting too AFL-centric, there was a club that had a great logo in their biggest defining season of their club's history saying, whatever it takes. That was their slogan, whatever it takes. Yep. Their president their head coach, their chairman 
are sitting in front of a banner that says whatever it takes and explaining why they probably got it horribly wrong with an injection program that was pumping into its players substances they couldn't even define what they were. Mm. I mean, whatever it takes, and they're putting their hand up to say they got it wrong with a drug code issue. I mean, for goodness sake, that that probably explains why we can't go taking short... There is no shortcut to any place worth getting to. You know, if you identify where you want to go, if you map out your course, you can't change, Pete, your destination overnight, but you can change your direction that quickly. And what we hope with this podcast is that people listening now can start thinking about, you know, not someday but and not even one day but day one, as we've talked about in earlier programs, but ultimately what we're saying is is that sort your direction out. Is it going to be comfortable to get there? No. If it was comfortable, everybody would be there. Yep. So you're going to have to make some uncomfortable decisions. In fact, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. But if you make some hard decisions, you'll end up with an easy life. If you make some easy decisions, you'll probably – find a shortcut that gets you to a more challenging time anyway. Which I, I love the acronym PRO, something I, I, I saw many moons ago and it constantly you know, lives within me. The P stands for perpetual and the, the key definition here and perpetual and the key understanding is it's lasting forever. It's constant without interruption, a business that is continual regardless of market conditions. There you go. So think of your business right now. So regardless of this outside world, yep. regardless of the conditions and so forth, you're actually building in such a way it is lasting, it is constant, it is without interruption. Mm. And if you can identify those few things, as you said earlier, about what are the things in your business that if you focused in on them, they'd change everything. That's a great question to ask, not just of yourself, Pete, as a leader listening to this particular podcast, but maybe speak with your team. You know, what are the few things, if we could identify them, the few things that would make the biggest difference if we brought them into our business now, irrespective of what the market's doing? I mean, we can't wait for conditions to get any better. We can't wait for a better government. We can't wait for a better interest rate. We can't wait for any of that stuff. What we've got to do is get on with what we know, and that is here's two or three things. If we just did these two or three things, everything else would change for us in our business. Yeah. Then the R comes in at uh, the P is perpetual and the R comes in as referral. And referral, and we all love referrals in, mm. in, in, in any business. And I've got to tell you, if you're doing your job really, really well, I mean, it's 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 the best KPI that you it can is. have is how many people are actually singing your praises? How many mm. people have been thrilled? And um, and, and five stars. There's actually a, a great show um, on Netflix called Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, Black Mirror, season three, episode one. And uh, fascinating, fascinating. Um, I think one of the guys from REA um, actually uh, uh, forwarded it to me. But uh, it's, uh, it talks about, well, it shows people in a life in the future that go around and just rate everyone and they're uh, walk past someone, how they <laughs> greet them, right, give you four stars, give you five stars, <laughs> go in. Uh, you go into a coffee shop and they're like really anxious to see what sort of stars you give them. They give you four or five stars. So it's all around the stars. And then to actually get into like parks or get into clubs or into things like this, they you need a certain star rating yes. to actually enter things, which – yeah, I got to tell you, it's um, it actually seems quite realistic to the way things are going. So the R in terms of referral is really around that steady stream of referrals, which make your business sustainable. Mm. Um, you do the right thing, people will refer you, and and growth naturally happens. It's interesting. I get called into a lot of businesses and from 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 leaders and owners of businesses and said, oh, I think my team's sort of like they've uh, they've sort of you know. Sort of comfortable where they are yep. at this level, not willing to sort of go and yep. ab- ab- above and beyond. And I just go in there. The first question I say to them is, "Look, are you happy delivering a, a lesser service than what you did yesterday?" Mm. As you're moving forward, 
And they look, look at me and think, what do you mean by that? No, well, I deliver a great service. So it's like, well, you can't be. Mm. Because if you're delivering a great service and you're doing everything you say that you're going to do, the natural growth, the natural um, growth phase within your business is, is going to just happen naturally, organically, by doing great things. People are naturally going to be referring your name, putting your name in front of their friends, family, colleague, so there will be a natural growth in business. Yeah, and we all look for personal referrals, don't we, in every area. If we need something fixed at home, we're going to get a referral to a handyman that someone's used, is time-tested, delivers value, and gets the job done. So we want a tradesperson who's going to show up, get the job done, do what they say they're going to do, then do what they say they've done, yeah. <laughs> get it done, give you a, a an invoice, you pay it, and you then say, I'm happy to refer that on. So it's not about rate my agent. Uh, why is Airbnb the biggest hotel in the world at the minute? They don't own one pillow slip, they don't own one sheet. What they own is a chance for both sides of the equation to be rated, the supplier and the person taking up the service. So Uber rates the passenger as much as we as the passenger gets to rate the driver, and that's the world we're in. Do you remember the story of uh, FAI security you know, way back when? And um, basically it was... Um, about Cooper? Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was at a... Um, at an ARIC back in uh, 1998. Eight, yeah, I'm thinking yep. 98, 99, um, Spoke brilliantly and, and certainly this FAI security that he built. And it, well, it's not a new thing to come in and, and for a tradesperson to come into your house and put up some security or whatever it may be. But the way this business grew, and it's interesting, even you know, 20 years later, I still remember it, they used to turn up on time. Yep. If they weren't, they'd call you. Um, when they arrived at the door, they'd take their shoes off. Yeah, they'd come in, um, use their own materials. You know, not, not can I borrow your ladder or can yes. I borrow your <laughs> screwdriver? Or like, I've got everything with me. Yeah. Then at the end, guess what they did? It was uh, it was mind blowing. They vacuumed. That's it. Cleaned up. They cleaned up after themselves and um, left them with a nice, fully itemized uh, sort of a uh, bill on what they actually did. And then left. And Rodney Adler said, who was one of the directors of that company, said, Pete, that at the time what really shifted their business dramatically was at the very end of that, they asked, is there anything else I could do while I'm here? Like, you know, do you need a light bulb change in a fairly tricky light fitting that you might require right, my ladder? Yeah. Or is there anything else I can do while I'm here? So just going that extra mile, if you will, getting out of the comfort zone of saying I did what I was paid to do, it's what you do past beyond what you're paid to do that sometimes has the biggest yeah. currency and that's what gets the referrals. And then, you know, point. Brad Cooper, you know, now both those guys ended up in jail, I think, so they might not be the best <laughs> examples to give, but they had a thumping business for a while and they got caught up in all that HIH um, – <laughs> collapse but I think the the key message I got out of that was listening to Brad Cooper say at the end of it the tradesperson or the installer would ask for a referral but he wouldn't say you know um who do you know who might also benefit from this particular security advice because most people say I don't know anyone but if I do I'll let them know about you yeah he he sort of changed that and said, of all your friends family and associates people you deal with on a day-to-day basis who would next be likely to need this type of home security and so that got the prospect different thinking, different question same different. sort of question really just reframed a little reframed, bit better yeah. and and then more importantly you know i think it's a, you know they're asking who's a person that they can turn into profit you know how can how can we you know profit by another recommendation or another referral and this preceded the days where you, know, you had an nts score and stuff like that on on the uh, on the net this was just somebody saying yeah i'm happy to refer you to other people that's the greatest referral mm. you can and get you've, and they've already earned their respect because yeah. they've delivered what they said they were going to deliver yeah so they've ticked those boxes and away you go but but this is what I'm talking about, being a professional. And this acronym I said PRO, yep. you know, being a professional, yep. you know, perpetual, um, lasting uh, business, that steady stream of referrals. And then the O in this 
is around operational. Yeah. You know, your constant improvement of your systems yep. that enable you to to do this. So yep. whether you're doing it or you've got an, an executive assistant or, or, or someone within an office environment that actually doing it. And have a think about this, Rick. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking what, confirmation of appointments is a goodie? Yep. Um, follow up, you know, how did you go? Any questions that – because people, you know, once you leave an appointment may think, oh, gee, I should have asked that, I should have asked that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. so a great follow-up. Is really important that making sure they've um, they've got the answers to all their questions. Mm. Well, a long time ago, my assistant, who you knew, Sonia, so it's going back to the nineties when yeah, I had great girl. I had hair and I was probably yeah, a lot more youthful. But we identified seventy seven things we'd had to do from the moment we actually got the opportunity to go and present or meet a client, and so we identified them and made sure they were tick boxes that so we you could had tick a check- off. You yeah, had we a checklist, had, yeah, yeah, like like a pilot. Yep. Yeah, we had a pre flight checklist that we would tick off, and I know it sounds kind of analytical, but it worked really, really well for us. And so what we would do, we would sit in front of the client and we'd go, "Look, you know, this is a pretty detailed process, so much so that we've identified seventy seven boxes we've got to tick. If we don't tick." any of them you know you're going to need to let us know that and is there any boxes you need us to tick that we're unaware of and so that would help us out dramatically so i think that operational process sonia and i would meet up each month uh, one day a month and all we do is look at our processes and we weren't saying how many listing opportunities or how many appointments did we go on we, we were asking ourselves how can we improve that how can we get that better how, how can that and it went from sending out a confirmation letter to a confirmation sms then it went from a confirmation sms to a confirmation video really looking forward to seeing you at, during our appointment if anything needs to change between now and then give us a give us a call give us a click or come to our office and let us know you know we would we would have a digital sort of pre-listing package this was all probably ahead of its time, but because we had that opportunity to get out of the comfort zone, we sat down, we reviewed and we measured and we didn't ask, what have you been doing this last month? It was, how have you improved it? And when you've got that monthly improvement, then you're moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. You're getting out of the comfort zone, looking into the what's possible zone and we try to make it seamless. It's great. And I, I love that that checklist. It's interesting though, we, um, uh, back 20 or so years ago, one of our um, big perks was reaching a certain level of sales and then going um, on a fighter jet experience. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It was unbelievable, um, you know, doing barrel rolls and things like that <laughs> over, over Port Phillip Bay. It was an amazing experience. And um, it was interesting. I'm sitting there next to the, uh, next to the pilot and he's, um, he gets his book out, puts it on his lap and starts uh, ticking sort of boxes. At this point, I'm feeling a little concerned here. I'm thinking, I would have thought you've done this before, <laughs> but um, I'm just going to go along with this. And then basically my curiosity got the better of me and I said, um, Hey, uh, hey, mate, uh, Mr. Pilot, uh, <laughs> is this, uh, have you been doing this for a while? He said, oh, I fought, um, actually um, flew for the um, US Air Force. Sure. I've come over here to Australia and doing this sort of stuff. I've been flying these things for, you know, 25, 30 years. I've gone, right, uh, any particular reason you're still looking at your book? And he goes, mate, I never forget it. Don't leave anything to chance. There you go. Do not leave anything to chance. We make sure we, we've got very, very strict, tight guidelines because um, safety is obviously yeah, the number one yeah, priority, yeah. which is uh, which yeah. was the music to my ears. But how, how good do you feel knowing yeah. that, you know, that, that there's a checklist and he's actually checking off everything that needs to be there? So great. Uh, there was a great lesson in that to what you put in front of a client about what you do and how you're not going to miss anything because mm. that gives security. It's a little bit like that waitress at the um, – it might sound good, the waitress um, who takes your order yep. at the restaurant and doesn't write it down yep. and you're just hoping yeah, that, yeah, it, that yeah. it comes back yep. right, 
But I've got to tell you, there's a certain bit of uh, uneasiness mm. uh, that you're feeling about, gee, I hope she does get it right. But yeah. if she writes it down, you go, yep, yeah, I'm yeah. good. And, and like, he or she, yeah. yeah, he or she. And look, I know I've got a pretty good memory, I'd like to think, but whenever a client would say something of importance to me, I'd say, are you okay if I write that down? Now, I wasn't doing it yeah. for my own memory. I was doing it for them to see that I actually listened to what was going on. So Albert Einstein, the faintest, faintest pencil is more powerful than the greatest yeah, memory. what a great quote. Oh. Say that one again because I reckon that is a very, very The faintest pencil is more powerful than the greatest memory. So I just remember flying once and I heard, yeah, you hear the captain come on board, just want to add his welcome to that of the cabin crew and it's Captain Cliff Anslow here and I thought, I wonder if that's the same guy I went to school with, sent a note up to the – um, to the cockpit, got the note back. Yeah, come on up. This was preceding the days of terrorism, so you could sit in the back. And he was, they were, he goes, you have to go now, mate, because we're about to come into Melbourne to land. And I need you to buckle up. And he starts pulling out the same thing you talked about. So, and I'm thinking, what, what are you doing? He goes, oh, it's a, a slight drizzle ahead. Uh, have you never parked a plane in drizzle? He goes, done it thousands of times, mate. But I don't want this to be the one time where I miss something off the checklist. So I think that that's really important. I don't important. want this to be one time. That's I don't awesome. want this to be the one time where yeah. <laughs> I get it wrong so that's fundamentally important Love so it. we've talked in previous episodes about progress not perfection but i think when we're talking pilots surgeons brain surgeons specifically yeah we want to make sure you've got it absolutely right so i think another great value uh, session here pete with some takeaways and hopefully we're giving some content that you can actually use again like so many of you done please continue to give us feedback um yeah we will we, we'll listen to the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. but really more importantly what are the things we can be giving you on a week basis that's going to help you move from a fixed to a growth mindset that's going to add value to your day because we want to be voices of value and continue to bring in other voices of value. And uh, you know, I love thinking that we're only a few decisions away from moving to a whole new level and hopefully we're continuing <laughs> giving you those <laughs> yeah. few decisions, uh, helping you with those few decisions which are going to get you to a whole new level. So we think that uh, success is not so much what you're doing in the next five years as what you're doing in the next five minutes. So as you've now have come to the end of this session, maybe review some of the content and say, what can I do with this today that's going to have an impact on my career going forward? This has been Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Thanks, Rick. Voices of Value. We look forward to to you joining us again next week we will add more value to your day see you then we trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos their views are not necessarily those of the wider world but they should be if you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future you can subscribe to the show on iTunes Stitcher Spotify or your preferred podcast source our website is VoicesOfValuePodcast.com and we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way. Listener.